So this morning, uh, we're carrying on with our Elijah, Elisha series. Um, and uh, this morning, we're going to be reading from 2 Kings 6, verses 8 to 23. Um, and I've asked my lovely wife, Linda, to read it for us. <coughs> you probably need a microphone. Okay, so 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8 to 23. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces as such and such a place. But immediately Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place, for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. The king of Aram became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, Which of you is the traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? It's not us, my lord the king, one of the officers replied. Elisha, the prophet in Israel, tells the king of Israel even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Go and find out where he is, the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back, Elisha is at Dothan. So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, Oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. As the Aramean army advanced toward him, Elisha prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Then Elisha went out and told them, You have come the wrong way. This isn't the right city. Follow me and I will take you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to the city of Samaria. As soon as they had entered Samaria, Elisha prayed, O Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened their eyes, and they discovered that they were in the middle of Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elijah, My father, should I kill them? Should I kill them? Of course not, Elisha replied. Do we kill prisoners of war? Give them food and drink, and send them home again to their master. So the king made a great feast for them, and then sent them home to their master. After that, the Aramean raiders stayed away from the land of Israel. Thank you. Good passage, yeah? yeah? Am I still on? Can you hear me? Yeah. It's just my hearing's gone as well. It's not good. What happens when, you, it's what happens when you're old? Oh. It's a question of whether I can read which glasses I need to use. It's terrible, isn't it? Um, I just really love this passage. It's such a great story, isn't it? It's a little bit exciting, you know. Um, you know, I, I just like the humour in it, actually, as well. You know, the sense of, the, you know, Oh, my word, you know, who is giving these people the advice? You know what I mean? Even when I'm in the, bar, the bathroom, the bedroom, who's telling him, you know? And it's almost like you could imagine a bit of a sketch. I feel they can make it into a really awesome film, actually. It'd be great. But I just absolutely love it. Um, and this morning, this passage is all about God's 
victory. And I think this morning, I, I don't know whether Becca was aware of what I was leading on, but I just think it's great the way that this morning we've been singing about God's victory. This morning we've been having the word, the prophetic word, Dombrel, actually, about uh, God takes our mountains and makes them into molehills. Our God is an awesome God. But this morning I read this story and I think, well, it's a lovely story and it's great, but really, what has this got to do with the 5th of March 2023? Is it you know, lovely, encouraging, but what's the relevance? And this morning as I was praying about it and I thought, well, what, you know, what is it God wants to say? I thought there were four themes that I hope we can touch on. Number one, relationship and obedience. Number two, eyes of faith. Number three, miraculous expectations. And number four, forgiveness and grace. The first thing that I love in this story is that God allows us to partner in the victory. Can I have the Bible, please, darling? So I can refer to it. Thank you. (laughs) Probably need my other glasses for that, definitely. Um... I think what I thought was particularly interesting in that is, um, I don't know whether you noticed, but it it said that the, uh, sorry, terrible, I really do need bifocals. Uh, But but it said that the the, the king was, uh, the the king of Aram was frustrated because um, Elisha kept knowing what was going on and he kept doing it and he kept warning the king of Israel. And I thought, okay, it's interesting. First of all, I want to just talk about Elisha. What do we know about Elisha? We know that Elisha was a man chosen by God. We we read when Elijah chose him, he didn't hang around. He left his plough and went out and said, yeah, if you're calling me God, I want to be there for you. Also, we know Elisha was one who said to Elijah, I want a double portion. This is a guy who was hungry for what God had for him. This morning, my question is, are you hungry for what God's got for you? Are you hungry? Really hungry? It's really quiet here. Are we hungry? Good. You can interact if you like, but keep the booing down to an absolute minimum. It is a bit distracting, but it's fine. You can say yes if you agree with it. It's fine. You know, and this morning, I just want to know, are we hungry? Because actually, this morning, it's about relationship with our king. This morning, we refer to Elisha as a man of God. This morning, do you know that you are sons and daughters of that same God? Sons and daughters. Very good. Excellent. We're going to keep going. It's good. It's like panto, but it's fine. This morning, you know, we are sons and daughters of the living God. That means something. That's about relationship. And this morning, our Father in heaven wants us to know what it is to have victory in our lives. This morning, God, our Father, wants to speak to us. And this morning, I want us to know that we're not just listening to our Heavenly Father, but are we doing something about it when we hear what's said? I mean... Elisha had great revelation. Talks about uh, the gifts of the Spirit, talks about prophecy uh, in, in, the Old Te- in the New Testament. 
in Corinthians. Elisha had a word from God, a prophetic word. He knew what was happening. He had a word of knowledge. And we are a church who believe in the body of all believers that actually God speaks to each and every one of us. Bring us a song or a psalm or a prophetic word. And God wants that. But the question is, I wonder, what would have happened if Elisha said, wow, the king of Aramea is going to attack, attack a city. Hmm. I don't know if I should share that. I'm not sure. What would happen if the king of Israel said no? I tell you what, I'm going to, no. No, it's a really nice word, but I don't know if I'll do anything with it. I mean, imagine how foolish I might look if it was wrong. I mean, I mean, I, I, yeah, I know, God, it's a word from you, but I, what do I do with it? I'll just mull it for a while. Okay, right. No, God, I know it's you. What shall I do with it now? Well, I'm going to go home, actually. No, I won't worry about it, and let's see what happens. And the truth of it is that sometimes I believe that, you know, we can be here and we can be passive. And this morning I really feel like God says, you know, I have given you my gifts to build up the body of Christ and that we need to be fully engaged. And this morning I just ask you the question, what Don brought this morning I think was something from God. But he could have said, oh, you know, is it cheese? Shall I bring it? I could just sit there quietly. But actually, Dom got out of his seat and brought something. And I just want to encourage us this morning. Are we, are we prepared to be bold for the kingdom of God? Yeah. Excellent. You're the only one, but that's good. Are we prepared to be bold for the kingdom of God? Yes. Hey, excellent. And the answer is, uh, yeah, I am, I'm somebody who really hungers for the prophetic. I'm really somebody who really wants to hear God speak. But it's not an exclusive gift. It says we can all prophesy. Not all are prophets, but we can all prophesy. And it says in Corinthians 14, 3 to 4, the one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Brothers and sisters, do we want to strengthen the entire church? Yes. yes. That's what I want, a church yes. that is empowered. Because actually, we don't necessarily have the king of Aaron sitting outside our doors, but there are certainly plenty of other attacks going on. And God speaks to his church and he says, are you aware? Can you see? Do you know what's going on? And he wants to build us and strengthen us. Because God wants his church to be in power. Somebody shared a word. Um, it was a conference and somebody said, you know what? We can have two options. We can either be those who lean on the back foot and are just chilled out. He says, or we can be those who are on our tiptoe, ready to go. And do we want to be a people that are ready to go? Ready to go. I want to be an oven-ready Christian. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to run the race. I want to go where God wants me to go. I want to speak the words that he speaks. I want to be the person who comes to the front, but I don't want to be the only person. I want to see there's a queue of five or six people. Let's have, a, let's have you all up the aisle. Let's, see, let's make a problem for those who are hosting. It's fun. And actually, not everything is, has to be shared publicly on a Sunday morning. Maybe it is that God gives you a word for somebody next to you. 
to encourage them. That word, you don't know what impact that word will have. All you're asked to do is to deliver it. And it should see something that builds up the body. That's all you've got to do. I just want to, recently I've been like, oh, where God do you want me to be? What is it you want from me? I've had a whole range of different things I really like. God, do you want me to be more involved in ministry? What do you want from me? I just don't know. And I was in a, been on a couple of prophetic Zoom meetings with, and there have been some international speakers there, and I'm thinking in my heart, do you know what? I would so love to have a word. So love a word, just some encouragement. And do you know what? I got two words from both of them. Now, that's not about bigging Pete up, but that is that God, the Heavenly Father, spoke to them. And imagine if they'd thought, do you know what? I'm doing a big important conference. I haven't got really time to get this in. But they took the time out just to bring a word. And, and this morning, I just want to encourage you, take the time for brothers and sisters because you don't know what battles others might be facing. The next part of this passage I really like when the servant says, Oh, I don't like it. Have you seen what's out the window? There's an awful lot of people out there. And what the heck are we going to do about this? I mean, Elijah, wake up! Look, have you seen it? Does that relate to anyone? Do we ever sometimes look at our lives and say, what's going on here? You know, the reality of it is, is that I think sometimes we forget those words in Ephesians 3, 20. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. They're great words. Maybe we need to write them down. Put them on the fridge when we wake up and go, ah! <laughs> Let's remember that we have a God who can accomplish infinitely more. What I love, though, is Elisha. He just wasn't worried. I mean, like Elisha, hey, yeah, it's okay. No worry. Listen. And why wasn't he worried? The reason he wasn't worried is because he could see something that the servant couldn't. And what I actually really like about this is that it would have been really interesting for Elijah to say, look, don't worry. Can you see, I can see the army of God all around here. Don't worry. But actually, he prays for the servant to see what he sees. He prays. Let's not miss that. He prays for the servant to see what he sees. And that's really important. Psalm 91, do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. So I was preparing this, I was really struck by the thought, as we come towards Easter, about how the cross must have looked. The cross, the disciples must have seen Jesus being arrested and on that cross, and must have been, oh my word, what is going on? Because to them, it was defeat. But actually, we know 
that, in fact, it was amazing victory for God. Sometimes, when we're in the battle, sometimes we don't always get to see the end goal immediately. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. But the one thing that, guess what? God always knows the outcome. God isn't caught off guard. God doesn't ever have a bad day, which is encouraging. God never has a day where he takes his eye off the ball and he thinks, you know what, I just, God is always there. Maybe this morning we are running around a little bit like headless chickens and we feel like, wow, I just don't know what's going on. I just, I can't see it. What's going to happen? Maybe this morning you just feel like that everything is overwhelming us. And I love the words in Romans 8.35 that does it mean he no longer loves us if we're in trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And that is our rock. You know, that doesn't mean that everything always goes hunky-dory. It doesn't mean that things don't sometimes go wrong. It doesn't mean that we don't see real problems. But do you know what? We have a hope in Jesus Christ and his victory. His victory. And that is what holds us together. This morning... Interestingly, again, I, I love it when God uses words like perspective in a Sunday morning service. I'm thinking, oh, I've written that down, perspective. And this morning, I do think God wants us to have a different perspective. He wants us to look, actually, as Dom says, he wants us to look at, look at things from his perspective. And he doesn't, see mole, he doesn't see mountains, he sees molehills. He can take the biggest problem and make it into nothing. I went to see Avatar 2 in 3D a few weeks ago and uh, I, I, I always like to know what's it going to look like without the 3D glasses. Do I really need them? Okay, I realise I do. But actually, as I looked at the screen, it was really blurry. <clears throat> and, I, and then I put on my 3D glasses and I saw the depth and the detail and the whole thing came alive. And this morning, as I was thinking about it, I really felt like God wanted to say to some people here, he wants you to put on 3D glasses, spiritual glasses. He wants you to see things the way that he sees things. He wants you to look with eyes of faith. And that's sometimes quite difficult. It's saying, God, I trust you. I trust you, God. He wants us this morning to have eyes of faith. This morning, are we those who feel that we can have eyes of faith? Do we have trust in a God who gives us victory in all things? That doesn't mean that we don't see things that can go wrong, but that we know ultimately God is in control. There is ultimate victory. This morning, maybe you're thinking, well, what do you mean ultimate victory? This morning, 
If you don't know Jesus Christ, I want to tell you that when I talk about Jesus on the cross, I want to tell you that the next three days later, he rose again and he paid the ultimate price for our sins. But this morning, when he rose from the dead, actually it was victory over death. And this morning, that's why we can come here and have confidence and an almighty God. Because this morning we have relationship with our King through Jesus Christ. That is our assurance. That's what keeps us going. We know our God is faithful. We know our God never lets us down. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? We all good so far? Yeah? yeah? Good, good. good. I titled this one Miraculous Expectation because actually I really believe in the miraculous. Do we believe in the miraculous? Yes. You know, I know last week Andy talked about healing and we had some people were, that, were, that were being prayed for. Did anyone get prayed for healing last week? And anyone see any breakthroughs? Anyone? Yeah? Amen. Fantastic. God is good. Amen. And you know what? Sometimes we don't see breakthroughs and I wish I knew why. I wish I knew why we don't see the miraculous breakthrough. I wish I knew sometimes why God doesn't heal and why God doesn't do this. And one day I'm really looking forward to him, although I'll probably just behind Tim, who's got really difficult questions to ask God. And we're really going to have some fantastic interviews with God. Why didn't you do this? Because answer is, I don't understand why he can't and why he doesn't always do it. But I have to believe that he is God Almighty. And I have to believe that he is sovereign. And I have to believe that he will always have the victory. Because if I don't, I might as well be in bed now and not waste my time. Because God is sovereign. And God makes the way. And he's always with us. And he comforts the brokenhearted. And he puts his arms around us. And he says he loves us. And he's always with us. And he's a God of compassion. And he's a God of love. And he's a God who's faithful. So this morning, I want us to be people who expect the miraculous. I love this story of when he looks out and he sees the army surrounded by all of these the heavenly troops out there. And I'm thinking, wow, that is awesome. And I'm thinking, well, that's okay. You know, and you might be thinking, well, that was lovely then. But okay, what evidence do we have of ever hearing that again? I love it. Jesus says, don't you realise that I could ask my father when he's being arrested for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly? You know, their angels are there. God can send an army. God is not powerless. There, are, there is an army in heaven who is there. The Lion of Judah is roaring over us. Do we know that? Do we feel like that? Angels aren't just little, like little tinkerbells and they're, they're there, they're real. He talks about them in the Bible. Angels are there, are watching over us. But the thing I really like about this is I love the fact that there's a participation with Elisha. Because I'm actually thinking, well, hang on. Elisha looks out. He sees this amazing army. Well, I wonder why, why does he need to ask for the army to be blinded? I mean, wouldn't he just say, sorry, God, you've got it. 
Mate, you just got on with your thing. I'm going to go back to bed now. I think because we've got eyes of faith, but also we're called to put our faith into action. Called to put our faith into action. So he saw it and saw, you know, and actually sometimes we know that God is around us, but actually we want a miracle. So let's pray for a miracle. He asked for the armies to be blinded or confused, depending on what happens. And they cannot find Elisha. This is not just three or four guys with a couple of spears or whatever. This is an army and they can't find Elisha. They are confused. I love it. And this morning, I wonder what your situation is. And you say, God, I want breakthrough in this. I don't want wishy-washy. He didn't say, oh, Lord, mm, yes, oh, Lord, just do something. Mm, you are God. Mm, whatever you think, God. Mm, I'll think about it. Mm, God, what's ever really great, mm, God. He said, God, I want them to be confused and blind. He was specific. And this morning, I really feel God says, is there something specific? Pray it. Don't, God's pretty good, you know. I, I had a conversation. Somebody said about, I was saying to God, you know what? He's, a, he's God Almighty. He can, handle, he can stick up for himself. We can be direct. So let's pray about things. Let's be specific. God, this is what I want to see the miraculous for. This is what I want. And let's not just pray once. Let's keep going. It says God loves us when we disturb him. Let's keep knocking on the door. Eventually, if we annoy him, he'll come down. He won't give us a snake. He'll give us bread. Let's bother God. He's God Almighty. That's not being a religious. That's because I believe God is God. He wants to hear the prayers of his children. Let's be those who see and seek the miraculous. Jesus' disciples, they tried to do some miracles. And he says, you don't have enough faith. But I tell you, if you've got enough faith, as small as a mustard seed, which is apparently very small. I couldn't tell you I'm not a gardener, but apparently it's very small. You can move mountains. I don't know about you, but I'd love to move a mountain, eh? I mean, a mountain. And I sometimes think we read, oh, you can move mountains, that's lovely. We can, we can move mountains. Nothing is impossible. And this morning, I want to see mountains move. I want to see mountains moved. Because God has all power and authority. This morning, we need to pray for the miraculous because we know that actually we fight not just against, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against the enemy who's prowling around looking like for someone to devour and he's there niggling away and saying, do you really believe that? Do you really believe that? Yes, I do because God is victorious. Actually, I believe in the miraculous. I believe in the miraculous. Our God can do immeasurably more. God can provide miraculous solutions. God's victory is ultimate. I believe the biggest lie the enemy can give us is to give us a tiny view of God. A tiny view of God. But actually, no. Let's have a big view of God. Let's have a big view of God, for he is God Almighty. And this morning, I just feel God says, you know, <clears throat> I want to enlarge your viewpoint of me. My water, please, sorry. I want, to, I want you to open your eyes. I want to open physical eyes, but I want to actually, what I want to do is I want to open your spiritual eyes to see the things that are around you. 
I want you, when you're praying for things, to see, I feel God this morning is going to do some supernatural stuff. I, want, I feel this morning that God says, I want to raise faith. Like turning up the thermostat in a radiator. He says, I want to raise faith this morning. There's nothing I can do. I can talk as lovely as I can. means nothing. I can do nothing because I'm only a man. But God, through his spirit, can do anything. But he, and we get the privilege to participate because he so loves. He says, you know what? My sons and my daughters, co-partner with me. Come on an adventure of faith with me. I'm going to give you the words and I want you to share them to those around you because I want to see the enemy defeated. I want you to have eyes of faith, to see things that are not available to us. I want you to see the angels that are standing with you. I want you to see the miraculous and go for the miraculous because I am a God of miracles. And this morning I ask, what situations do you want to see God break into? What miracles do you want to see God to break into? And let's never give up asking. What would have happened on the walls of Jericho if after six times they said, do you know what, I've had enough? Well, those walls would never have come down. And you know what? I can't tell you how many times we have to pray, but I do know it's quite a lot. And just keep going every day. Let's just keep being faithful, praying, asking. I love Psalm 91, 14, when it says, The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honour them. Amen. It's good this. We're like this. This is, just to me, this is so exciting. And then finally, I, I really like the last point, which is where he takes the soldiers. They're all confused. And he leads them into Samaria, which is the capital city, where seriously, they may have thought they had a lot, but actually in Samaria, Israel's troops, they're all going to be there. They are seriously outnumbered. And they, he leads them into there. And then he says, open your eyes. And you can imagine it. They must have been bricking it like, oh, my word. They thought they came in victory, but they had no power because they had no authority. And they're standing there being prepared to be annihilated. But God says no. Elisha says no. And this morning, I really felt God just say, this morning, are there people here that were hurting? Are there people here who are in pain? You think, do you know what? I want to nail the people that hurt me. Do you know what? I'm never, ever going to forgive them. Do you know what I've been through? And God says, I'll tell you what. I'm the God of justice. Let me sort it. I will do. And this morning I just felt, I was really drawn to Ephesians 4.31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behaviour. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And I wasn't going to really add that in, except that I just really felt it this morning. So I don't know. I just asked. But if, again, you can do with it what you like. But if God prompts you this morning, I just encourage you to respond.
you don't have to do it publicly. We're not asking you to stand up, but just say, you know, let it go. Because God will deal with it. And I, I just feel that, you know, this morning God wants to do business with us. And, and the truth of it is, is we can be passive. I can say, I want us to respond. And you can all sit there and go, eh, not really. It doesn't matter if that's how you feel. But actually, I believe God this morning says, do you know what? Do we want to engage? Do we want to do things differently? Let's get out of our comfort zone. Let's just, let's engage with God because he can do immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. And God wants a people, each and every one of us, who go out tomorrow into our workplaces, walking down the high street, at the school gates, at the supermarket, who are living in victory. Who are those who know that God is in control. He wants a people of power. He wants a people that know that in God all things are possible. Because we want to make sure that the Arameans in our life and in our society and in our world are defeated and that God is victorious. And just this morning, I just, I really feel actually, I just want to share a couple of prophetic words and then I'm going to ask for a response. I really, Becca, I really feel this morning as you were worshipping, God says that you are going to cut platinum heaven albums in heaven. He says you're going to cut platinum albums in heaven. There's something about when you do worship, it's going to have an impact. And actually, I feel like God says, you know, I'm, there's going to be influence there. And I feel there's songwriting for you and all sorts. But I really felt that for you this morning. And is Abby there as well? Abby, I saw your shoes and, you know, like they're colourful shoes. And I was reminded of the Wizard of Oz where she's got her glass slippers and you've got colourful shoes. And I just feel God says, you know what, today I'm transforming you and I'm taking you to a place where I am. Click your heels, believe, because God says this morning, he says, I'm taking you into a place of intimacy with me. Where, you, he says, where you've been dry, I'm taking you a place of great presence. But this morning, this isn't just a few words for a few. God this morning wants to speak to each and every one of you. So this morning, I just, I wonder if I could invite the band to come up. And remember, I've said we're the body of all believers, so the good news is you guys get to do some hands-on ministry with one another. Amen. And you know what? If not, we're just going to sit and have a lovely song. <laughs> Can I just invite you all to stand? I just wondered this morning if there's people here and you've heard God speak to you or you feel that tingling of what God might be saying but fear has stopped you sharing it and you've been frightened to share it and God says, no, I have given you a voice. I want you to be those who are involved in building up the body. maybe this morning you are racked with fear this morning you are frightened this morning you're frightened about what might happen for the future 
for someone, something, a situation, a circumstance. And God, this morning, he wants to enlarge you with eyes of faith. And he says, as you trust me, as you trust me, I will give you hope. I will give you eyes of faith to see things that you cannot see. And this morning, equally, maybe you want to see the miraculous. You need to see that miracle breakthrough in whatever it is. And God said, this morning, I will speak to you. This morning, God says, I am the God of the miraculous. This morning, God says, I want to break through into your circumstances and your situation. Be it healing, be it work, be it with a relative, be it a country, be whatever it is that you, you, that's on you. I just feel God says, this morning, I want to move because I love you. And finally, again this morning, if there's just something that you just need to let go, I just pray that you let it go. And the way we're going to do this is, if any of those four things apply to you, I just want you to put your hand up. Then when someone goes up to you, I suggest if it's probably forgiveness, maybe you probably don't want to put your hand up for that one. You might want to share with that someone later. But for any other three, if you just put your hand up, and then people just go around and say, hi, what can I pray you for? You say, I want to pray for that. I want eyes of faith. I want to see breakthrough. I want to see the miraculous. I want to be a dreamer. I want to be, I want the gifts of prophecy, whatever it is. And then just get, gather around those people that have got hands up and let's just do business with God.